0: Welcome back to Festival Radio. I'm Nick Bamford and I'm speaking to Darren Cook of Red Circle. Darren, perhaps you could tell us a bit about yourself and uh, where you're from and what you do. Uh, Hi, Nick. I'm a a chartered financial planner. I've been in business now as Red Circle for four and a
1: half years. Uh, And I've been a financial planner or financial advisor, as we used to be back in the day, for
0: coming on 26 years. Right, And and you've got a bit of a passion, haven't you, in terms of trying to uh, make things better for the consumer. Tell us a bit about that. Uh, Yes, uh, I'm the guy that
1: started the uh, cold calling petition just over a year ago. Uh, and actually obviously as the budget approaches that's the point where we thought we'd won uh, as, as uh, Hammond announced in the budget that, it was, that the government was going to bring forward the coal calling ban having previously said that there was no need and denied it uh, but here we are nearly 12 months later still waiting for any real positive action from the government
0: Why do you think that is? Is that just a function of government? Things take a long time to happen or, or are there kind of barriers and obstacles that need to be knocked over before, uh, before we make progress on that?
1: a little bit of both um there's definitely um uh, the, the process takes time so it was announced in the budget they then launched a consultation document um that was available to anybody to to give feedback that consultation document closed on the 13th of february and they were due to report from that in may uh, and then uh, Teresa decided to call an election. So that kind of uh, screwed things up for a little bit of time while we had the election, and of course that didn't go as swimmingly as they might have hoped. Um, So that put things off the back burner um, and has really delayed things. And then now we're into Brexit negotiations. So though they still say they want to do it, they haven't actually allocated any parliamentary time. In the Queen's speech, it wasn't mentioned. There was no pensions bill in the in the Queen's speech. So there isn't really anywhere in the next two-year parliamentary schedule for it to go in, uh, other than there is a, a bill going through the Lords currently.
0: Right, so best guess or best estimate of when you think this might actually be enacted and we suddenly get a better degree of protection for consumers? Well, the... <laughs>
1: The bill that's going through the Lords, um, there was an amendment put into that by a Lib Dem peer uh, that I'm only guessing might have been put might have been helped by Steve Webb, who's been a supporter of the campaign, and I know Ros Altman was was talking about putting an amendment in herself, so I guess it might have been a coin flip as to who did it. Uh, that went through last week, uh, and that was put in as an amendment that the, a ban will be put in on cold calling. Uh, it's. <sighs> It's better than nothing. We'd prefer it to be um, sort of an outright bill brought forward by the government, or in a bill brought forward by the government, but at the moment it is actually there, and it is an amendment in that bill, so it's possible Mm. it carries through. The government are trying to fight that and saying, no, we want to defer it, and we want to do it better, and we want to do it properly. Well, get on with it then, frankly, is kind of what we're saying from our side. So it's possible it comes sooner, but if we have to wait for the government, as we stand at the moment, we could be waiting two years. But... The ban itself is only ever going to be as good as the publicity surrounding it. Just banning it won't stop it. We know that the the scammers, the cold callers, will move offshore. They'll still be making the calls. So it's more about being able to say to people, if you get a call, it's going to be a scam. Yeah, yeah. Well, the publicity around the ban itself is hopefully giving people that information already, that cold calling leads to scams. Mm -hmm. So if you're getting a cold call about your pension or investment, just hang up the phone. Don't engage. You
0: know, it's not likely to end well for your money. Good advice. Um, moving away from from that subject then to the uh, the, the festival today. What, what do you think? Looking around, what do you what do you think of this? Uh, um, I've only been in through the door a few minutes, as, as, <laughs> of course, as we are at this time in
1: the morning. It looks fantastic. As we were talking a few minutes ago, the uh, when you saw the concept for what they were trying to achieve, it was it was a case of if they pull that off, it's going to be amazing. And looking at it from here, and I know you've had a little bit more time uh, this morning to look at stuff. It really does look like they've pulled it off. It absolutely looks amazing. Brilliant. brilliant. Uh, I want to go outside in a few minutes and go and have a, a look around. Sorry, I've, I've been spinning my head away from the mic there. Martin's no, nodding Martin's shaking his head <laughs> As I'm looking around outside the pod, it really looks brilliant. Three and a half thousand people coming in over the next couple of days. Fantastic range of speakers. Really looking forward to some of the speakers. Uh and meeting lots of great financial partners, and hopefully taking away two or three really great ideas to implement with with clients.
0: I think that's a good summary of it. Um, the one thing I would have uh, I would have asked for is a ban on suits, but there's still
1: too many people wearing well, suits. Well, the so. the instructions did actually say smart casual. It is yes. a festival, but clearly people <laughs> clearly some people can't read or can't can't be forced to get, can't be forced out of a suit no matter what. Indeed, <laughs> Darren, thank you very much. It's been a delight. Thank you.